Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. Got it at the root cause. And so that's what I do now is I help people get to the root cause of what's going on so that they don't have to do the band-aids and the symptom treatment, chasing symptoms all the time, but they can actually get to the root of what's going on. It's intercepted, picked up by Alex Molden. Welcome to The Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. Welcome to The Shark Effect. My name is Alex Molden. I've, once again, I'd like to thank all my, my listeners for, for tuning in and um, kind of finding out what, what you can do to make your, your life better, what you can do that can, have more, that can have more influence in yourself and in other people's lives. And so my guest today is somebody who can give you some, some insights on what can make you healthier. And I'm always down for, you know, when things get complex, I like for somebody there that can simplify. And some of the best coaches that I've had, whether it's in football or, or other aspects, is they can make things simple. They can take the complex and break it down. And so my next guest is an integrative nutritionist and health and wellness expert. And she she has a, a really cool website. She coaches people to become more healthier, or I should say, that can become healthier. And um, yeah, it's just someone who I, uh, I kind of look to, you know, with her uh, on social media. She has some great, great uh, insights that I wish I would have known earlier, 
you know, when I was playing football. So um, without further ado, please welcome Kristen Blake. Kristen, welcome to The Shark Effect. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here today and um, looking forward to it. Absolutely. So tell me this, why should my listeners listen to you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I've done a lot of school, so I know a lot of things. Um, I am finishing a master's in clinical nutrition and human performance right now. I'm certified in the autoimmune paleo protocol. I'm a certified integrative nutritionist. Um, so I've got a lot of school in my brain, but I think more importantly than that is I've been through a lot of health challenges. So I know what it feels like. And so I think that I can really um, come alongside people and empathize with what they've been through and show them how to get through the other side, how to get through healthier. Um, my husband was in the NBA for 13 years and he had some injuries and other health challenges along the way. And I learned a lot through that about working with athletes, about working with anyone. And, and myself, I have a long history with chronic illness also that I have overcome. And I'm now really healthy and able to kind of like you said in the beginning, like give back to others and live a high performing life because of it. And before I was really sick and couldn't do any of that. So I think I've been through a lot and I, I think I have a lot that I can share with people because I've got all these different things that have kind of gone on in my life. Absolutely, so, you, so I hear like knowledge, right? You have knowledge and then you also have experience. And I think those, those two things, your ability to communicate that, you know, mm -hmm. can really, um, you know, help people. And so, you know, with that, I want to hear a little bit about your story. Like when did that point turn where it's like, okay, I need to, I need to figure this out. You know, I'm not feeling great. You know, whatever your story is, I want to kind of dive into that. What, what got you going down this road? Yeah, it's interesting because there's two paths that were pretty separate and then they converged kind of around the same time that got me on the path that I'm on now. And so one of them was um, my husband's career, like I said, in the NBA, and um, he was playing for the Lakers at the time when they brought on Dr. Kate Shanahan. So if um, your listeners aren't familiar with her, I definitely recommend checking out her books, her interviews. She's great. She's a functional nutritionist and she's a physician. And they brought her on to overhaul the guy's nutrition. There was a couple guys that really cared about their health, like Kobe and Nash. And then there was everyone else. <laughs> mm. And my husband didn't really care at the time. And um, a lot of the other guys didn't care at the time. And so she came in and just really started to do a makeover on their nutrition and their entire health and wellness regime too. It's not just about food. It was about um, sleep and managing stress and inflammation. What are you drinking? What are you eating? Is it anti-inflammatory or pro-inflammatory? Things like that. And so I got really, really interested in that because I had been on, like I said, the other path, my own health journey. So when I was a child, I started getting sick all the time all the time. I had fevers and rashes and I was in and out of the ER and was never diagnosed with anything. Nobody ever knew what was wrong with me. It was always just, oh, I don't know, I guess you're unlucky and you just caught some bug going around. 
And I saw a lot of top doctors through the years. I went to immunologists and rheumatologists and um, internists. And like I said, the ER and every doctor you can imagine. And no one had answers for me. Everyone always just said, well, I don't know. And they just kind of shrugged their shoulders. And after we had three kids in three years, which was very taxing on my body, mm-hmm. I started getting even sicker. I remember one time I passed out. Steve caught me as I fell. And um, it was really scary for him, for the kids. He couldn't wake me up. He had to call 911. And so that was like, okay, this is not normal. I'm listening to doctors tell me like, well, it's just the way it is. And that's just you. And it's just fine. And that's not fine to pass out (laughs) and not even to function and get through your day. None of that is fine. So I had started diving into my own health journey around then. I was like, you know what, if nobody else is going to give me answers, I'm going to get them myself. So I started doing research. I was on PubMed reading peer-reviewed clinical medical journals every day and trying to figure out what's wrong with me and trying to um, just get as much research as I could and got interested in nutrition and I got interested in functional medicine and I got interested in the whole world of health and wellness. And it was again around that same time that they had brought on Dr. Kate. And so the timing was just, it was God's timing where it was like, okay, this is time for you to take back your health and your life in a lot of different ways. And so I was able to work with Dr. Kate on Steve's nutrition, um, but then that carried over to my own and my whole family's as well. And because I was so interested in it, because I was on my health journey, I was all in. So some of the other Laker wives were like, oh, I don't really care. And I was like, no, come on, let's do this. And I was hosting um, uh, like sessions at my house where Dr. Kate would come in and she would do nutrition lessons with us. And I was really into it, really leading a charge on that and teaching the other wives things that I had learned. Dr. Kate taught me how to start to read labs. That was like the first time that I got into labs. And now I'm obsessed with blood work and functional lab work and things like that, that I run on my clients. But that was like my first time reading blood work. And it was like, wow, this is so fascinating. You can see what's going on in your body um, by just looking at these few simple tests and these inflammatory markers and things like that. And so, the, like I said, those two worlds kind of came together where it was my, my longstanding chronic illness. I decided I was going to be done with that and figure it out. And then at the same time, Dr. Kate came in and was overhauling the guy's nutrition and teaching me how to read labs. And I was hooked after that. Like that was it. I was obsessed with the world of health and wellness and wellness, I think is the part I really want to emphasize because sometimes we think of healthcare as um, you go to the doctor and you get a pill. And I looked at it as no, why am I sick? Why do I need this pill? Why do I get migraines all the time? Instead of taking a pill for migraines, why do I keep getting migraines and what can I do about it at the root cause? And so that's what I do now is I help people get to the root cause of what's going on so that they don't have to do the band-aids and the symptom treatment, chasing symptoms all the time, but they can actually get to the root of what's going on and heal it at its root. That's what I'm talking about at the root. So, so you said blood work Mm -hmm. and and you also, so I heard that. And then also like inflammation. So when you're with your Mm -hmm. clients, when you're with your clients and you get blood work, what can you, what can you get from that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. what information can you pull from that? 
Yeah, so it depends on the client, the symptoms, and what's going on, but even something as simple as a CBC and CMP can tell you a lot. And so CBC stands for complete blood count, and CMP stands for comprehensive metabolic panel. And those are going to look at what, what's your kidneys doing, what are your, what's your liver doing, what are your electrolytes like, what are your white blood cells and your red blood cells like. And so just from those two tests, which they're each a tiny vial of blood, and they're about $20 to run. And just from those alone, you can see how someone's entire body is functioning. You can start to see if they have macrocytic anemia, microcytic anemia, iron deficiency anemia, B12 deficiencies, electrolyte imbalances, a stressed liver, stressed kidneys. Um, there's so much information that you can get from those two tiny little vials of blood. Um, so I like to run those on everyone. And then something else that I really like to run is a vitamin D, especially being up here in Oregon. And I have clients all over the world, but um, anybody in Oregon needs to know their vitamin D because there's not a lot of sun here. And a lot of people are vitamin D deficient and vitamin D is so important for so many different functions. It's actually a hormone, not technically a vitamin. And so it functions as a hormone, which means that it directs a lot of other things in your body. And uh, your immune system is one of the most heavily impacted things by vitamin D. So I like to look at vitamin D on everyone. And then, like I said, it goes to symptoms and things like that. But using the you know nba players and athletes as an example a lot of them are overtraining they push the limit with the way their travel schedules are their sleep schedules are and because of that they might have low testosterone and it's important to look at why and so instead of just saying oh we think your testosterone is low here have some testosterone you would look at the free testosterone versus the total testosterone and the sex hormone binding globulin. And then you take all those numbers and then you can really see what's going on. So you could see maybe they are making enough testosterone, but their sex hormone binding globulin is so high that it's binding all of it up. So it's all bound up and so it's not usable. Or maybe their sex hormone binding globulin is normal, but they're free testosterone and total testosterone are both just too low and they're just not making enough. And so those are going to have different treatment approaches. There are different reasons. Um, one of the biggest reasons, like I said, is overtraining causes um, inflammation and stress on the body. And that often leads to a um, elevated sex hormone binding globulin. So too much of that testosterone is bound up. So they're making enough, but they just can't use it because it's bound. And so you need to work on that root cause of why are you so inflamed? You know, maybe you need to stop um, doing so many HIIT workouts and do some more gentle workouts. Maybe you need better recovery techniques, things like that. Maybe it's the food. A lot of times they don't eat good, which is why the Lakers brought in Dr. Kate. So maybe they need to eat more anti-inflammatory foods and put down the candy bar and back away slowly. Um, so those are an example of a couple different things that you can see from blood work. Excellent. So you talk about inflammatory, like what is the, um, when you're inflamed, what, what does that do to the, uh, to the body? Yeah, it really disrupts everything. Um, it, it can mess with your hormones. It can mess with your blood sugar. It can mess with your cortisol, which then impacts melatonin, which then impacts sleep. Um, so it really leaves like nothing untouched. Inflammation affects everything. 
in the body. So it's really important to get a handle on inflammation. And there's different ways you can measure it. The most common way is called HSCRP, which stands for high sensitivity C-reactive protein. Um, but even sometimes without running an HSCRP, you can tell when someone's inflamed because they're always sore, they're always stiff, they're always tired, they um, just don't feel good. Long time ago, I heard that like eating pineapple can <laughs> cut down on inflammation because we was always taught, I mean, they just give us uh, some pills, mm -hmm. some anti-inflammatories, but mm -hmm. now I know the effects of it, the long-term effects um, yeah. how can I, how can I, uh, what can I eat or, or take to cut down on the inflammation? Yeah. So there's a couple things for that. One is what to eat and then one is what not to eat and okay. then be what to take. So what to eat is, um, healthy, real whole foods, you know, pineapple's great because of the bromelain in it. Um, but mushrooms are also really great. Um, I didn't know that. Wow. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> um, when I can tell you a story about when we healed Steve's ulnar collateral ligament in a minute, but we used a lot of like mushrooms and real whole um, fruits and vegetables in that. Um, and then what to not eat. So depending on how severe the inflammation is, you can go pretty extreme. You can go all the way to like Tom Brady land where he was um, on a no nightshade diet which is really like next level. But if your joints are inflamed and sore, you might want to consider removing nightshades from your diet. Um, so nightshades. Night nightshades, what's that? Yeah, so that's going to be white potatoes, eggplant, um, anything in the pepper family. So cayenne peppers, jalapeno peppers, um, and red bell peppers. So think of like that dark color, like that dark purple or red color, that's typically what you're going to think of with nightshades, like eggplants with that dark purple, peppers are usually a red. Um, nightshades can be inflammatory, especially of the joints. So people that have rheumatoid arthritis, I often ask them to do a trial of a month without nightshades. And if their arthritis symptoms disappear, then we know that no nightshade diet is going to be right for them. So nightshades is one thing you can eliminate. I would absolutely tell everybody to eliminate sugar. Sugar is super inflammatory. That was one of the things that Dr. Kate really focused on was removing sugar from their, the guy's diets because it's just so inflammatory. It actually um, does something to your synovial fluid and your joints also where it causes it to be more kind of gunky. And your synovial fluid is what helps your joints glide really easily. So if you want to be a high performing athlete, you want your joints to be able to work properly and sugar gunks up that synovial fluid. And so it doesn't work as well. So, so what type of sugar? Um, I'm sorry to cut you off. Like what type of sugar. Is it like table, is it like table <laughs> sugar? Type. Is it Splenda? What, what, what about Stevia now? Come on now. Uh, I'm okay with Stevia. I'm good with Stevia. Um, okay. But all the other sugars, even the ones that like they look healthy, like it'll say on it, like organic coconut sugar, it's still sugar. It's still going to elevate your blood sugar. It's still going to elevate your insulin. It's still going to cause inflammation. Um, the worst sugar, of course, is like white refined sugar. But even the other sugars that look healthy, they're still sugar. So I like to use stevia. 
Um, I don't like to use sugar alcohols, which is erythritol, xylitol, um, anything with a tall on the end of it is a sugar alcohol. And the reason why I don't love those is those can cause gastrointestinal distress in people. Um, so that can cause kind of some diarrhea or stools, or gas pain, bloating, those are things that you want when you're trying to be high performing either. So I like to avoid the sugar alcohols and stick to either monk fruit or stevia, which are sweeteners, but they're not sugar. And so that's why I'm okay with those because they're not sugar. All the other sugars, coconut sugar, cane sugar, any other sugar, I say no to. Got it. Uh, so yeah, sugar. And then things that you can take um, would be, I really like curcumin. So I don't know if you're familiar with curcumin, we, but it's- the We have it at home. I don't know exactly. I don't know how old it is. I don't know what my <laughs> wife- puts it in, but I have seen that in our pantry. Yes, curcumin is a really great anti-inflammatory. Okay. Uh, it's the it's what makes turmeric orange. So if you've ever seen a turmeric root, they're bright orange. Curcumin is that active compound. And so when you're taking curcumin, you're taking the active compound of turmeric that's anti-inflammatory. Um, it actually works in the same pathways that ibuprofen works on. And so you're getting those same benefits, but without the risk that comes with ibuprofen like ulcers and um, GI distress and intestinal permeability and things like that. Um, fish oil is also a really good anti-inflammatory. Okay. I'm on that, um, I use that. Good, all right, I like yeah. it. Um, what then, about glucosamine chondritin? Yeah, it's those something are that, great. Okay, yeah, because it was something that when I was playing, I heard about and then I started taking it after I played. And I didn't start taking it until like six months after I stopped playing in the, in the NFL. And because mm -hmm. I was hurting, like it hurt to go upstairs. I mean, yes. it really hurt. And I started asking around. And so somebody told me fish oil and um, chondritin, glucosamine chondritin. Yes. And so yeah, so I, I've been taking that, that a lot. Those are great to take, but what would be even better is okay. if you had it in a real natural form, which would be making your own bone broth from bone broth. the joints of animals. Yeah. So how do that's I do that? that I want to, how do I make that? Um, so you can make it from a variety of different things, but you want to go for the most collagen rich parts of the animal. So let's say you're making chicken bone broth. You're gonna take the feet, which I know sounds really gross. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. chicken, chicken feet. Yes. <laughs> okay, all right. They are so rich in the collagen. So you're gonna take the feet and then the backs because the spine has all the collagen in it as well. Okay. Um, and you're gonna throw that in a big pot of water and you're gonna boil it for like two days, just really low. like simmer for two days two and it's days yeah uh, do i put like seasoning in it <laughs> at the I end put... yes at the oh. very end you're going to put in like salt you can throw in some herbs you can throw in some onions some carrots whatever you want towards the end like the last couple hours um but the beginning is all about reducing it down to get the most collagen out of those joints. And so when you drink it, that is going to be the same as taking glucosamine and chondroitin. It's gonna go right to your joints and help heal them. And this is something that we did when Steve tore his collateral ligament right off the bone. So that's in your elbow for anybody that doesn't know what that is. And he got an arm stuck in somebody's jersey and it basically ripped his arm clear off. And he, it was like dangling, um, had, pulled the, the ligament right off of the bone. And so we had two choices. We could either do 
something called Tommy John surgery, which would okay. have likely been career ending because he was kind of older in his career anyway. And then you have to miss it over a year. And so it's really hard to get back in the NBA after that. So we did not really want to do that. And then the other choice was let's try some natural things. And so I, of course, voted for the second one because I was already obsessed with all the natural health and wellness world. And so we ended up doing um, really intensive nutrition therapy and PRP, uh, which is platelet-rich plasma injection. So they took his blood, spun it around, got these healing factors, injected it into his elbow, and then completely immobilized him for six weeks while we did bone broth every single day, all day. I mean, I just had vats of bone broth going at all times. I made him drink it for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, all the time. One time he walked by and he saw the feet sticking out and he was like, oh, oh, no, 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 I'm not eating that. And they go, oh, no, that one's not for you. This is for me. Yours is a different one. Oh, no, I fed him that one. But I just didn't tell him until after. (laughs) (laughs) But it worked. Six weeks later, we went back to the doctor, and his ligament had literally re-adhered itself to his bone, didn't need surgery, didn't need any other interventions, went on to play another five years, never had another thing wrong with his elbow. So wow. it was worth it drinking the chicken feet. <laughs> so, so chicken feet. Okay, so I, I, okay, so I got two questions. Where yeah. do I get chicken feet? And then number two, is there any other animal <laughs> from the bone that I can use? Yeah, so you could do beef also. So you could, and you're going to want to use the big marrow rich bones, like the big beef bones that have the marrow inside. You roast them first, and then you're going to throw them in a pot. Um, So you could do, I mean, you really could do anything. Some people do fish, some people do pork, beef, chicken. The most common ones are going to be beef and chicken. And then where to find the chicken feet? A couple different places. I used to see it at Whole Foods, like in the the counter. Um, I have not seen it lately, but I bet if you asked if you have any, they will gladly hand them over to you because nobody wants them. They're really inexpensive, which is another great thing because buying supplements sometimes can be expensive, but chicken feet, you can get two pounds of chicken feet for like a dollar. No and way. So, <laughs> you just got to find a spot. And then um, I get mine from, and I have this linked on my website. There's um, If you go to my website, chrislakewellness.com, um, and click on the tab that says shop. Um, there are all of my favorite things are on there. And so I shop it um, online. It's called US Wellness Meats. And the reason why I shop there is it's all grass fed beef and free range chicken and antibiotic free and hormone free and organic. And so all of their meat is really, really healthy healthy. And so I'll just buy in bulk. I'll buy a whole bunch of ground beef and chicken feet and backs and bones and this and that and get that delivered to my house once every couple months. My freezer is stocked and I'm ready to go. So I just kind of always have them on hand, which makes it super convenient. So that's where I get my chicken feet from, but I have seen them at Whole Foods. Sometimes farmers markets will have them. If you have a local farmer that you know, I'm sure they would gladly let you take them off their hands also, because again, nobody really wants them, but you should be eating them. <laughs> chicken feet, man. Uh, last time I saw a chicken foot that was that was not connected to the chicken, I was in Taiwan. Uh-huh. I did uh, <laughs> I did this. Uh, it was a training and speaking engagement uh, engagement with um, Russell Westbrook, and so I was out there for like five days, and with one of the one of the tour guys was taking me through this market, and I, I saw so many chicken feet and I, I just didn't know what you 
fry did they fry it how did they what in the world but so this is the first time i've ever heard of it over here in the states but that's that yeah. okay that's good that's yeah. good okay um okay so check this out so i have daughters i know you don't but i have daughters and with my daughters they are obsessed obsessed with skincare. now mm -hmm. me i grew up washing my face with irish spring soap so <laughs> yeah you and my husband both. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but that's what I grew up and my wife, she found out about that. That's a whole nother story. But what can you tell my listeners about, you know, um, cleaning their face or, or skincare, I should say, skincare? Yeah. So my biggest thing with that is that there's so many toxins in the beauty industry right now. There's over 18,000 chemicals in use in the beauty industry really? when i say beauty industry i mean anything from shampoo to body wash to lotion to to makeup anything Eighteen thousand chemicals and guess how many of them have been banned in the united states because they're they're i mean these are toxic chemicals guess how many the united states has banned out of eighteen thousand? Well, out of eighteen thousand, yeah uh i don't know maybe like a, a quarter 30. 30 30, 30. out of eighteen thousand. Yes, and that is not acceptable. So uh, the European Union has banned um, 1,200, and okay. Canada has banned 800, and the U.S. has banned 30. We haven't had new beauty laws since 1938, so it's wow. very unregulated. These companies can do whatever they want, and it's cheaper to put in these toxins, and these toxins are endocrine disruptors, which means that it's going to mess with your hormones, which you don't want, especially in children that are developing. You don't want endocrine disruptors going in there. They also are going to be high in heavy metals quite often, which heavy metals does a lot of damage in the body from lowering IQ um, to causing inflammation, to causing hypothyroidism um, and beyond. And there's also carcinogenics, which means that they can, they're known to cause cancer and yet they're still allowed to use them. So that makes me super mad, which you can probably tell by the tone of my voice right I now. So tell, I don't I can tell a bit. So <laughs> I found, so first, first thing I did was when I found out about this, I threw out everything I owned and I started using all these like super organic, like hippie kind of things. And it was like crushed beetles basically. And like coconut oil for your face. It, like you none of it funny? Yeah, I probably did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all really weird and none of it worked. And then I found the company I use now. And so that's why I, um, I talk about this on my YouTube channel and on Instagram sometimes because I want people to know about this company. It's called Beauty Counter. And so I sell Beauty Counter because I want people to stop using the toxic stuff they're using and switch over to something healthy. And they're verified by the Environmental Working Group. So that's a really great resource for anybody out there. It's called ewg.org, it's environmentalworkinggroup.org. And they go through and will rate the ingredients of everything out there. So oh, you can wow. type in, you know, your iris spring, and I'm telling you, it's probably going to give you like a red flashing light oh, as, no. <laughs> as oh, the no. rating for that. But, um, but Beauty Counter's entire line is safe by environmental working group standards, like they're verified by environmental working groups. So that's why I use them. And they have 
men's skincare, women's skincare, body lotion, body wash, shampoo, makeup, everything. So everything in my house is beauty counter. My boys use their, um, their body wash and then we use their hand soap, like everything, because I don't want cool. endocrine disruptors, carcinogens, or heavy metals in my family and in our lives. And one other study that I thought was just mind blowing was in 2010, they studied, uh, it was done in Canada, they studied 100 different lipsticks and 100% of them had heavy metals in them, 100%. And they didn't, they didn't test beauty counter, I'll tell you that, but this was like drugstore lipstick. They all had heavy metals, most notably lead. And women, we're putting it on our lips and then we're, accidentally eating it all day long you know you take a sip of something you lick your lips you end up eating your lipstick you should not eat lead there is no safe level of lead deemed by the world health organization so we should not be eating lead oh that's terrible crazy right yeah yeah oh man so tell me a little bit about like um like saunas what's the so with, with sauna because i I've been doing saunas for a long time. It, it, am I, I mean, am I okay? Am I, I mean, yeah. is that bad for you? What's, what's up with so, saunas? So good for you. So one of my favorite studies on saunas. Um, and this is dry, right? Um, so this is a dry sauna? Um, so or the this, wet? This like, study was done on the traditional Finnish saunas. Um, but any sauna is good because they are all going to activate heat shock proteins. They are all going to help lower inflammation. They are all going to help you sweat in a parasympathetic dominant state, which helps you remove toxins from your body. Because as you heard me talking about with you know, our makeup and beauty supplies, there's toxins there, but there's also toxins everywhere else in our life. When you pump gas, you're breathing in benzene and there's formaldehyde in cabinets. There's toxins everywhere. So when you're using a sauna, you're sweating and you're getting these toxins out. So that's really beneficial right there. And then you're also activating heat shock proteins, which are anti-inflammatory. And that has been shown to help with depression, to help with, um, with heart disease. It's been shown protective for, against cardiovascular disease because it also will kind of increase your, um, your heart rate when you're in there and you're really hot and you're sweating. So any kind of sauna is going to do those things. But the, the study that I really liked on uh, was done on traditional Finnish saunas and they followed men for decades and they found a 40% reduction in all cause mortality for men that use the sauna four to five times a week. So you have to go in fairly regularly. To I heard about that study. But yeah, yeah, 40% in all cause. So that means everything. So that means cancer, that means heart attacks, that means strokes, that means everything. And so that I thought was a really, really powerful study. That's one of my favorite studies done on saunas. But I have a blog post where I talk about all the studies on saunas. There's, you know, I think I mean, there's thousands of studies, but I talk about about 10 of them in my blog post um, on my website. And again, it's talking about cardiovascular disease and depression and Alzheimer's and cancer. And there's so many amazing benefits to it. So I'm glad that you're going in the sauna. That's awesome. Okay. I, well, I haven't been in a while, but uh, I used to, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. Um, so, so talk to me a little bit about diet. Like what are some things that, that, my listeners should stay away from or they should start to um, eat or consume more of whether it's you know what you eat or what you drink like I'm a I like coffee I don't get down with it like in the afternoon 
Like mm-hmm. I, I love having some coffee in the mornings. Um, but, but yeah, tell me a little bit about some things that we should or shouldn't be doing to live a healthy lifestyle in terms of nutrition. Yeah, I think the sourcing of what you're putting in your body is one of the most important things you can pay attention to. So let's talk about coffee for a second. I love coffee. I drink coffee every day. And a lot of people are down on coffee. I am not one of them. But coffee has been shown to be heavily contaminated with mold, which is a mycotoxin, which is a neurotoxin, which impacts your brain function. It gives you brain fog, fatigue. Um, You don't want to be consuming that kind of stuff. Coffee also is very heavily um, contaminated with pesticides. It's very often sprayed down with pesticides and herbicides and things like that. And so I use a brand of coffee, it's called Purity Coffee, that um, is third-party tested for mold and mycotoxins and heavy metals and pesticides and herbicides. And it's 100% free of all of them. If they find any, they throw the whole batch out. So I know I'm safe when I'm drinking my coffee. And then we'll look at fruits and vegetables. And again, a lot of it is sprayed really heavily with something called glyphosate, um, which has been in the news a little bit more recently because of the man that um, sued Monsanto for making their glyphosate. Glyphosate is something, it's Roundup. So we, a lot of people are spraying it on their lawns. It's also sprayed all over our food. And he got cancer because he was spraying it every single day on school lawns. And he was able to prove that it was directly linked to the glyphosate and won a $50 million loss. And then he passed away. It was really terrible and sad. And um, this is on our food. And glyphosate is actually patented as an antibiotic. So what happens when you consume an antibiotic in small doses every single day because you're eating fruits and vegetables that are sprayed with it is that it disrupts your microbiome. So we all know probiotics are kind of a hot thing right now. Your microbiome is really important. Your microbiome will help you make certain B vitamins and neurotransmitters and balance your immune system and balance your um, your neurotransmitters and everything. And we need our microbiome to be safe and healthy and balanced. And if you're killing it all off with antibiotics every single day, it's not going to work right. It's not going to work well. And we can see things like chronic disease and illness and autoimmune disease and things like that. Um, So making sure that your fruits and vegetables, if possible, are organic is another really good thing that you can do. Um, And then um, what should you be eating? Like I said before, like real whole foods, fruits and vegetables. Um, I don't subscribe to any like one trend or fad diet. I think it's what's right for the person. And so when I work with my clients, I work really hard in figuring out what's right for them. Um, Sometimes we go as deep as running uh, genetic testing on them to see if they have um, familial hypercholesterolemia, for example, that means that they're going to be um, really easily have elevated cholesterol. And so we want to put them on a specific diet for that. You don't do keto if you have familial hypercholesterolemia. Um, you want to avoid saturated fats if you have a gene called the FTO gene. Um, so I get really, really deep with my clients on exactly yeah. what to eat. But just in general, I think people should eat real whole foods, stay away from things that are sprayed with a bunch of chemicals, try to get good sourcing. Grass-fed beef is lower in omega-6s than um, than grain-fed beef. And omega-6 is pro-inflammatory. Omega-3, like you know, the fish oil is anti-inflammatory. And if we're just consuming a whole bunch of pro-inflammatory stuff all day and we don't have enough anti-inflammatories around, 
that's also going to lead to inflammation in the body. So eating grass-fed beef is another important thing that you can do to keep your inflammation low. If you're eating eggs or chickens, you want them to be outside running around, getting vitamin D, so you want them to be free-range and cage-free and uh, organic also. So this, again, the sourcing for me is really important. And then I try to figure out, you know, what's right for you. If you have rheumatoid arthritis, like I said, we'll try no nightshades. And if you have elevated LP little a or the FTO gene, we're going to do low saturated fat diet, um, things like that. Mm. So, so talk to me a little bit about gut health. Because I know that's a big that's a big buzzword, gut health. You know, through my my wife and and some of my kids, they they drink that uh, what is it apple apple cider vinegar. Uh huh. Take a little swig of that, and I tried it. I just oh, is there, <laughs> is there something else? <laughs> oh, that's funny. So yeah, gut like health. any shakes or something like that, I can I can help with that. Yeah, tons of stuff you can do. Um, so there's a product called GI Revive that I like a lot. It's made by Designs for Health, and they um, it helps like repair your gut lining basically. So it has glucosamine in it and glutamine, and uh, zinc is also really important to heal your gut lining, and some different herbs and things like that that are really helpful, like aloe and marshmallow, um, slippery elm, things like that. So there's, there's definitely shakes and powders you can do to help with your gut. Apple cider vinegar is great to stimulate digestion before you eat, um, and something else that you can do to stimulate digestion before you eat is anything that's bitter. So you could do um, something like a dandelion leaf. Have you ever eaten a dandelion leaf? I've never eaten a dandelion leaf, no. <laughs> you probably wouldn't like it, but it's really good for stimulating digestion because it's very, very bitter. Um, and you can get them at the grocery store or you could probably pick it from your lawn as long as your lawn's not sprayed with Roundup. Um, okay, yeah. And... Um, Anything bitter is going to start to, to stimulate your digestion. It's going to turn on your gallbladder. It's going to turn on your digestive enzymes. It's going to turn on your salivary enzymes. It's going to just start activating that whole system. And the point of that is that you want to be able to really fully break down your food in your stomach and in your GI tract. It shouldn't be going through whole and coming out whole because that means that you weren't able to extract any nutrients from it. If you're not extracting nutrients from it, then you're going to be deficient in nutrients. And then you're not going to have enough energy or anything else, you know, if you're, if you're deficient in all of these different nutrients. So we want to make sure that we're breaking down our food all the way, we're absorbing it all the way. Um, another really good thing that you can do for your digestion, it sounds really simple, but chew your food like fully chew it until it's almost like an applesauce consistency. And no one does that. When I tell people that they're like, uh-huh. Yeah. No, I, no, I, I do it. I do it. And my kids, they give me a hard time. My wife gives me a hard time saying that it takes me a whole minute for each bite. Good. That's amazing. See, thank you. I have somebody on my team. I appreciate yes. that. And the reason why you want to do that, not only is that, you know, starting to break it down and everything, but that tells your salivary enzymes to turn on. Your salivary enzymes tell your hydrochloric acid in your stomach to turn on. Your hydrochloric acid in your stomach tells your pancreatic enzymes to be released. Like it, they, it sends signals down the whole chain and turns it all on. So it turns on all the systems that you need to have turned on to be able to digest your food properly and extract all the nutrients. And so chewing is the first step in like 
turning on that switch. It's like, a, it's like dominoes after that. So good job chewing your food. I <laughs> uh, appreciate that. Now, now when you say something, um, you say eating something like the dandelion leaf mm -hmm. or dandelion flower. Yep. So something bitter. So what about yep. lemon? What about like uh, having lemon or lemon water? Mm -hmm. Yeah, lemon water is good too. It's not as strong as um, something that has a really bitter component, like arugula. Have you ever had arugula? It has that bite to it. Really, really bitter component is what really turns things on. Um, lemon water is good too, though. Okay. Um, and then while we're talking about water, it's great to drink water before you eat or after you eat, but I tell people not to drink water while they're eating because that dilutes your stomach acid. And you want your stomach acid to be full force to be breaking down that food, like I said, so that you can absorb those nutrients. So I tell people to try not to drink too much water while they're eating because you want your stomach acid really strong and undiluted. Okay. This is so, this, this is great. This is great. Before I let you go, can you, you have like something um, that in terms of like smoothies, smoothies mm -hmm. for what should my, my listeners be putting in their smoothies, especially if they're, I don't know, if they're athletes or if they're doing a lot of moving around throughout the day, if they're lifting weights, or if you're just, you know, you want to use it as a supplement? Yeah, so I have a ebook of recipes on smoothies oh, that perfect. I you can link that in the show notes because I think that that this is a really good question this is where a lot of people go wrong smoothies can be so good for you if you do them right or they can be a disaster if you do them wrong and I've probably I've, done them wrong one of the most important things is to have all of your macronutrients present in it so where I see it go wrong is people will just load it up with fruit. Well, then you're just getting carbohydrates. You're missing the other macronutrients. So the macronutrients are carbs, protein, and fat. You want all of them. And every time you eat, you should have all of them. And that includes smoothies. And so if you're just loading up on a bunch of fruit, that's just going to spike your blood sugar. What happens after you spike your blood sugar is it plummets. And then when it plummets, you're tired, you're fatigued, oh, yeah. you're listless, you're craving more sugar, and it's this whole negative cycle. So I tell people to, you know, you can put in a little bit of fruit, like a handful of wild blueberries is really great. It's low sugar fruit. And then you want protein in there. So I use uh, Designs for Health protein powder is like my favorite because there's nothing in it besides that collagen from bone broth and stevia. And it doesn't taste like bone broth. It tastes like vanilla. It's really good, I promise. Okay. Um, right. And so I put that in. And, um, and then I'll do either coconut milk or almond milk or something like that. And then for What about fat, peanut butter? What about, yeah, yeah, for fat, yep. do you put peanut butter? Exactly. So for fat, I'll either do peanut butter or almond butter or coconut oil or coconut manna or half of an avocado or a handful of nuts even. So you can throw any of those in for fat. And then I also like to see some veggies in there because most people don't get enough vegetables during the day. You should be having like 10 cups a day. Most people have two. And so this is a really great place where you can sneak it in and you're not going to taste it. So I, you can put in two cups of spinach and not even notice that it's there because it just blends up like so well. And it's kind of when you cook two cups of spinach in a pan and then you end up with like a tablespoon because yeah. it shrinks up so much. 
it disappears into the smoothie in just the same way. So I'll do some spinach or kale or something like that, maybe even a cucumber, and then those wild blueberries, a healthy fat, coconut oil, and then definitely that protein, because that protein is gonna be important for rebuilding your muscles, if you, especially if you drink it after you work out, things like that. Okay, I, you know what, I wasn't that bad. I'm not All that right. far <laughs> off, I'm not that far off. <laughs> so, so tell me, what is something that you would tell your 22-year-old self? Oh, gosh. So, <laughs> and we'll still stay, I, we'll stay in this world I, of nutrition and, and well, health and wellness. Yeah. Well, when I was 22, I had just graduated college. Steve and I had just gotten engaged. We were getting ready to be married. He was in the NBA. And we, I think we spent half of our life at a club. So I would tell myself to go home and go to bed and drink some water. And at a club? Hold on. What, what you mean? Nightclub? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like... Oh yeah, okay. just every okay. night we were out drinking, we were drinking too much, we were partying too much, we were not sleeping enough. So I would go back and tell myself to go home, go to bed, drink some water and eat some vegetables because <laughs> I'm pretty sure I lived off of like champagne at the age of 22. Um, luckily it didn't last too long. We, right after we got married about a year later, we started having kids and so we calmed down and everything. But 22, that's funny you asked that exact age was when we were just a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> we were having way too much fun. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. So, so how do you structure your life now? I'm really, really structured, regimented. I'm obsessed with calendars and scheduled. I get up at 5.30 every morning and have Whoa. the same coffee every morning and then I drink water and then I take my supplements and then I work out and then I kind of get my kids started for the day and then once and then Steve kind of takes over so I get started on my work day after I wake up and have you know my workout and all that stuff at like 8 a.m and then he's kind of on on deck until like six and then I'll stop work for a little bit to make dinner and things like that um but I'm obsessed with scheduling and structure and calendars and then my husband is the opposite so it's good because we balance each other because I don't want to do anything unless it's been scheduled six months in advance and he's like okay come on we can like you can take a break from work you can go for a walk you can do something so we have a really good balance with each other because I think I would schedule and structure everything and probably I drive everyone in my family a little bit crazy with it. Um, so he kind of helps balance me out, calm things down, but I do tend to have kind of the same, same schedule every day, um, which I think helps with keeping me on track too. Like my circadian rhythm works really well. I don't have any trouble falling asleep ever because my body knows every night at nine o'clock it's time to get in bed. So it's like, Oh, bedtime. And then I fall right asleep. And then five 30 every morning. Oh, time to wake up it's easy because I do the same thing all the time if you're staying up till 2 a.m one night and then trying to go to bed at 9 the next night that's not going to work your body's gonna be like oh no no I thought we stayed up till 2 and I see a lot of insomnia in my practice a lot of people come to me and they're like I can't sleep good I can't sleep good I'm like well tell me about your schedule well and it's all over the place that makes it really hard for your body to figure out what on earth you're doing so mm. that's another reason I like schedule structure that's great. It's so funny because I listen to you and it's like, man, that's like me and my wife. Like she is like yeah. scheduled. She's on course. And, and I'm like yeah. Steve where I'm just, you know, I'm kind of chill and like, okay, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Well, that's not I'm in the schedule. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think just like Steve, like I love taking care of my lawn, you know, 
I don't know. It brings me That's, joy. Oh, he loves it. He's out there mowing it every day. I, swear. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he bought a big property just so he had, he'd have a lot to mow. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for your time. How can, how can my people connect with you? Uh, can you uh, share your, your website, your social media, any group classes, books, podcasts, anything like that? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to put it in the show notes, but I want you to be able to tell it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty much everywhere. So I have a YouTube channel, Kristen Blake Wellness. I'm on Instagram a lot at Kristen Blake Wellness. I have a Facebook group, Kristen Blake Wellness. And then there's of course my website. Um, and then on my website, there's a tab that says work with me. And that's the best way to find out, um, what I've got going on at the time. Once a month, I run a group fasting group, um, using this kit called Prolon that's really amazing. And I'll have to tell you about it sometime because you might like it too, but um, even okay. Steve has done it. So once a month I do that. So that's on there. I have group programs sometimes. I do one-on-one -on -one coaching sometimes. Um, so everything is on my work with me tab of my website. But like I said, I'm kind of everywhere. I've got a blog, I've got a newsletter, I've got YouTube, I've got Instagram. I really want to educate people and help empower them to live their best lives. So I work really hard at putting out a lot of free content so that people can use that to make their lives better. So I'm kind of all over the place and you can find all that wherever, wherever you want to go. Excellent. Well, Hey, Chris, and thank you so much for being a guest on the shark effect. This is, this has been, uh, I've learned so much within the last 50 minutes that, you know, I've been taking notes and, you know, some of the things that, uh, that you share with, with me and my listeners is, is really going to help us. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. I hope it helps a lot of people out there. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at thesharkeffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally, my book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for is for those who are looking to transition, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever, if you're looking to transition into something different this book can help you i break it down i lay down the foundation of who you want to be i have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership which is influence and you got to understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision making that can help you with influencing others and how are you influenced i have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just, not just athletes, now, there's some stories in there 
you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.